0: Okay, Wisdom Flow Yoga teachers in training, let's talk about the Sanskrit names for some hip openers. All right, so everyone's favorite hip opener, Kapotasana. Kapota is a pigeon. Kapotasana is pigeon pose. Kapotasana. 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 When we bring one leg forward the typical pigeon pose it's actually Eka Pada Kapotasana which means one legged or one sided but typically we shorten it to Kapotasana Okay Now when the back leg comes around from Kapotasana to create the pose that we often call in English double pigeon double pigeon where the shins are stacked right on top of each other and both shins are in a line parallel with the front edge of the mat, or at least ultimately they are. That pose is actually called Agni Stambhasana. Agni is fire, stamba is log, so fire log pose. And I think it may be called that because the shins are stacked like firewood or stacked like fire logs, but it also might be the fire you feel in your hips when you're in the pose. So double pigeon, the official name is Agni Stambasana, Agni Stambasana, Agni Stamba Asana, Agni Stambasana double pigeon. Now, when you have students whose knees do not like regular kapotasana or agni stambasana, then you would put them in supta kapotasana. Supta is a prefix that is related to the English word supine, which means laying on your back. Supta means supine. Supta Kapotasana is when you have the student lay on their back, back of the head to the earth, and the uh, right ankle would come above the left knee. They would interlace their hands behind the left knee and get their external rotator stretch in a reclined position with less pressure on their knees. So supta kapotasana is the hip opener of choice. You could even do um, what's loosely called seated pigeon, where they're just sitting up, and we'll go over all of this. Seated pigeon is a nice way to have them just sit up with ankle over opposite knee and have their hands behind them pressing to To lift the spine into their body and nice and long, so they get some spinal traction and integrity while they open the hip. Okay, so Kapotasana, Agni Stambasana, Supta Kapotasana, seated pigeon. Now, when you're going to take Kapotasana into uh, royal pigeon, which is from a thigh stretch, when the Upper body arches like cobra, and sometimes the head meets the sole of the foot. That's called Eka Pada Raja Kapotasana. Raja means royal or f- even fiery. Raja. So, Eka, remember that means one. Pada is one leg or one foot. Eka pada raja kapotasana is one-footed royal pigeon, and that's the the beautiful thigh stretch, back bend variation that comes from pigeon pose. Eka pada raja kapotasana, eka pada raja kapotasana, and and just knowing the root words is going to help you a lot. Eka means one, pada can mean foot or leg, um, and then kapota is the pigeon. Okay. Moving on some more hip openers. Now, kasana, maybe you know what it means. Um, that's where we sit with often people new to yoga call it pretzel pose because you really do wind your legs, uh, quite tightly. So one knee is stacked right over the other knee and both heels are very close to the outer hips. So it's, uh, it's, it's a pose that's quite challenging for people who are strong or tight. So Gomu Kasana, the full pose, has a shoulder stretch in it too, where one arm is bent behind the head and the other is behind the back, reaching up to meet the fingers of the arm that's behind your head. And that's the full pose that's called Gomu Kasana. Do you, do you remember that root word mukha? Adho Mukha Sva Asana remember what that pose is Adho Mukha Sva Asana downward facing dog so Go Mukha Asana Go Mukha Asana those are the three root words Go Mukha Asana Go is a cow Mukha is a face or facing right? so cow face pose and it's interesting what the heck caused that name to come up, right? Well, apparently, if you've ever been walking in the prairie and you've seen the skull of a cow and the horns sticking out to the side and the pointedness of the bony structure that was behind the cow's nose... In, in this pose, your feet your toes sticking out to the side, your feet sticking out to the side are the horns of the cow skull, and your elbow pointing up to the sky is the point of the the bony point behind the cow 's nose so you 'll have a new perspective on a cow skull next time <laughs> next time you see one Gomu kasana cow face pose is that uh, strong hip opener, stretching the gluteal, gluteus medius muscles, the uh, outer hips, um, and also with the shoulder stretch. go Gomukhasana, go mukasana, cow face pose. Go mukha asana. Okay, now when we sit with the legs open wide to a 90 degree angle to get an inner thigh stretch and a hamstring stretch, so it's a wide straddle seat, we call that upa vishta konasana upa vishta konasana upa vishta means wide open upa vishta wide open and it's kind of cool because vishta sort of sounds like the english word vista vista which implies an expensive view right so upa vishta and then remember kona i know you know what it means Angle. Wide angle pose. Upavishta Konasana. upavistha Konasana. That's a fun one to say. vishta Konasana. You almost want to make a kid's song out of that. Vishta Konasana. upavistha Konasana. Say it a few times. Say it next time you're doing it. That's a great way to, to embed the pose names into your brain is to do a little practice and while you're breathing in the pose, you can either mentally or out loud say the name. Konasana. when the legs are spread wide open and we fold forward. Okay, now when we take one leg in, so one leg is stretched out to the side and the other is folded in like sukhasana, if you know that pose, we'll get to it. And then you're turning your heart to bow over the lengthened leg. That's called Janyu Shershasana. Janyu Shasana. Janu Shershasana. And that's, you know, she sells seashells by the seashore kind of tongue twister. shasana Because you got the two SHs in a row. Shershasana. Shirsha. Shersha is your head. Janyu is your knee. Janyu Shirshasana. Knee to head pose. And it implies that in this forward fold, the head is reaching towards the knee. There's some other alignment details that we'll play with, but that's the basic outer form, Janyushir Shasana. When one leg is folded in, the other is extended out, and you're bowing over the extended leg. Now, there is... Um, a revolved Janu Shirshasana, Parivrita Janu Shirshasana, that is a side bend, where we are taking the same arm inside the extended leg and the opposite arm alongside the ear and bending to the side over the extended leg. You probably know what I mean, but that would be again revolved. Is Parivrita? Janyushir Shasana. So Shir Shasana is when the heart and belly are facing down right over the extended leg. And we're stretching mostly the lower back and the hamstrings of the extended leg. And then we open to the side and do a side bend over the extended leg. And that is revolve Shir Shasana or Parivrita Shir Shasana. Now Sukhasana is a seat that often we begin class in where the ankles are in line with the pubic bone and the knees are stretching out to the side. Now, it's really important to know as teachers in training that most people, especially beginners, but even people who've been practicing for a while, have a very difficult time finding the Tadasana template in their spine in Sukhasana. So if you're going to have a class begin sitting in Sukhasana, make sure those who have their spine spilling out of their back body, make sure they have loads of elevation. So not only are they comfortable, but they're building awareness and support of the integrity of their spine while they sit to chant and to breathe, and to get ready to practice. It doesn't make sense at all to look out over your class and see somebody with a front body caved in and a back body bowed out, and just ignore it. Make sure your people are sitting well. They're noble divine beings, and if they're falling out their back body, they're not going to feel that. And as a teacher, you want them to feel that. Oh my God, I'm totally digressing. Okay, back to the Sanskrit name, Sukhasana. So Sukha means sweet or easy. Sukhasana. And it's kind of easy to remember that because it's like sugar, S-U, sugar. Sukhasana. It almost has that sense of, you're going to say sugar or sweetness. Sukhasana. Easy pose. But again, for people who sit on couches a lot, in the <laughs> like we do in the Western world, it's not always easy. Easy street, easy seat. So you want to have elevation under your people. Su kasana, ankles in line with the pubic bone, knees stretching out to the side, and hopefully sitting up tall. Okay, other hip openers. Um, tanasana. This is really cool. Pashimo. Paschimo. Now, utanasana, remember that one? Standing forward fold? utana, Atanasana ut, uttana, is like a, it's like um, you can imagine like when you're, they were stretching a hide, when they hided a deer or a cow and they wanted the skin for clothing or shoes or whatever, they would stretch the hide on these pegs as it dried. So they wanted it to be, you know, nice and thin and pliable. And, and that's the essence of Atanasana, super stretched. So uttanasana is the standing forward fold when we bow over our long legs. Now, Pashimo is the west side. Pashimo means west. Right? And west and west side, uh, it applies to the back side of our body, like where the sun sets the backside of our body is our past, what, what, what we've already lived. could even be considered our ancestral lineage, the Pashimo, the backside. So Pashimotanasana is Pashimo meets Utana utta, meets Asana. Pashimo, Utana, Asana. Pashimotanasana, stretching out the west side. And it's kind of cool. When you understand the etymology of these words or these names, then you can find pretty clearly the metaphor, the philosophy behind the pose. And you can offer that to your students. Like stretching out the west side might be uh, releasing your attachment to the past as you take Paschimottanasana, And your kidneys are back there. And you can stretch out your kidneys where we tend to hold fear. And you can offer your students to uh, send up that prayer of unraveling fear and letting go of the past in Paschimottanasana a seated forward fold where the legs are together and long. So usually from Dandasana, we move into Pashimotanasana. Dandasana is simply sitting with the legs together extended in front of you. And a Danda is a staff, a st- like, a, like your walking stick. Right? So dandasana, staff pose. You've probably heard that. And again, dandasana is a challenging pose in which to keep the integrity of the spine. So make sure that you have students either sitting against the wall or sitting up on props if they're going to be holding dandasana for a very long time. And we'll be going over that. So dandasana, asana, Danda is a staff. Dandasana, staff pose. Sitting at 90 degrees, torso and legs at 90 degrees from dandasana you can have your students fold forward into paschimottanasana paschimottanasana okay now on to some backward bends we'll just do maybe uh, four backward bending pose names the basics the first setu bandasana bridge pose the official name is Salamba Setu Bandasana, and Salamba means supported. And that's where you either have a block underneath the sacrum or you encourage students to bend their elbows and support their hips on their hands. Salamba Setu Bandasana, bridge supported bridge pose. Often we just shorten it to Setu Bandasana, Setu Banda. Setu Banda is a bridge, Setu Banda. And it's yeah, I could go into all kinds of details about it, but let's just memorize that. Setu s e t u bandha b a n d h a a setu bandhasana bridge pose. Setu bandhasana, and you can add your little Indian accent. That's always fun. Let's go into setu bandhasana. Setu bandhasana bridge pose. Okay, and then urdhva dhanurasana. Urdva Danyarasana. And while we're here, we'll talk about Danyarasana because, hey, they must be related. So a Danyur is, danyur is a bow, like you stretch your arrow in the bow. So Dhanurasana is when we're on our bellies and we reach back to hold the ankles with our hands and then make ourselves into a bow shape. That's Dhanurasana. Dhanurasana. Now, Urdhva Danyarasana, Urdhva means... Erdva, Urdhva, like Erdva Mukha Sva Asana is upward facing dog. And we'll, we'll play with that in class too. Erdva Mukha Sva Asana, upward facing dog, which is a backbend, yes, part of the traditional vinyasa flow. But Urdva Danyarasana, Erdva Danyarasana is upward bow. There's no facing in there, not upward facing. It's Urdva Dhanurasana. Urdva Dhanurasana, upward bow. Sometimes we call it wheel. Some people get persnickety about it. Officially wheel, Chakra, Chakrasana is a different pose. It's actually the action of doing a back walkover and doing a full wheel pose or it's when you're urdhva dhanurasana gets so deep that you can just walk your fingertips right to your heels and make a full circle so urdhva dhanurasana is the safe way to describe that deep back bend that we often do in the middle of class when we're warmed up with open shoulders and thighs urdhva dhanurasana upward bow okay now, if you're going to go deeper into backward bending, and this is just so fun to say, I had to add it, then you would do a variation of Urdhva dhanurasana, where instead of the hands on the ground, your students would have their forearms to the ground. Very deep back bend. You want to make sure... That students have very open shoulders can get their shoulder blades seated neatly on their upper back and really move their heart into the front plane of their bodies. Otherwise, they'll just traffic jam their low backs in this pose. So this this back bend with the forearms as the foundation for the upper body is called Dwi Pada Viparita Dandasana. Dwi Pada Viparita Dandasana. So. Dvi is two. So Dvipada is two feet. Viparita is uh, um, flipped over, flipped over. And Dandasana is the staff pose. So it's two-footed, flipped over staff pose. I'm not quite sure why they call it that. It's sort of a conundrum for most yoga teachers. I'd love to hear an explanation. But it's a fun name to say, Dvipada Viparita Dandasana. Dvipada Viparita Dandasana is that deep, deep back bend where the forearms are to the ground, the head is hanging between the upper arm bones, and the heart is blasting open. Okay, so we've got Danyarasana, bow pose. Urdva danyarasana, upward bow pose, setu Bandhasana, bridge pose, and Dvipada viparita dandasana, uh, the forearm backbend version. Now, one more is uh, backbend and back body strengthener, purvotanasana. Purvo tanasana this is reverse plank and you can always do a remedial variation of it by having people do what's often referred to as reverse tabletop where the knees are bent but in purvo tanasana you usually move into it from dandasana lifting the front body skyward the balls of the feet eventually come to the ground the arms are vertical reverse plank pose and this is stretching out the east side. So the front of your body is considered the east where the sun rises or new beginnings or your future. So purvo tanasana, remember purvo utanasana, utana asana, purvo utana asana, purvotanasana. Stretching out the east side. Purvo tanasana, purvotanasana, 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 is reverse plank. Okay, there you have it. Some hip openers and backward bending. Practice your Sanskrit. Have fun with it.